Hello and welcome back to Unboxing the Future. Sean here with you. Now we're back again to review the Samsung Z Fold 3 after a month of use and the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4. Um, going into this, I know there's a lot of positive review on these devices and they're selling like hotcakes, but as a previous user of the past devices, I unfortunately have to have a bad review on them. Uh, let's start with the phone. Massive problems here with the device going all around. Uh, the first one we're going to start with is the battery life. The battery life on this device is absolutely terrible. The 888 processor and 12 gigs of RAM with a lower battery than last year is just way too demanding for what the system demands. Um, it you have to I have to charge mine three times a day, and it's just a problem. It's constantly dying on me. It does not get through a day's use as opposed to my Z Fold 2, which I charge once a day, maybe twice on heavy use days, and that was about it. Um, it's become a massive problem. I'm not one with the bulk of this phone already. I don't want to carry a power bank. Um, it's a $2,000 phone. They should be able to have the battery where it should be. Instead, they cut corners. Uh, this year, they cut corners left and right. Um, everywhere from the battery to the build quality, the antenna, everything. Uh, speaking of charging and the build quality, that's one thing we want to touch on next. I'm seeing a lot of problems online. I have suffered this myself. I'm already having to send my phone in because the charging port has gone out. Uh, when attempting to use anything from the USB-C port, it says Android system, USB-C connector disconnected. Again, this is a $2,000 phone and it should have a better build quality. Uh, Samsung is going to replace the device, but however, I mean, if I'm reading online this is happening to several devices, this should not be happening with a $2,000 phone. Um, $1,899 plus tax, right at $2,000, this should not be happening. Um, the hinge, the hinge is great. The crease is, though, is more noticeable than it was on last year's device. It is not as noticeable as it was on the one, I will admit that. The speakers are not as clear as loud as they were on the 2. Not at all. I got better signal in places with the 2 than I do on the 3. Overall, it's just seeming like the 2 was a better phone. Now, I mean, the 3 does hold at better angles than the 2 on the bend. Uh, people talk about the inside camera. The under-the-glass, quote-unquote, invisible camera. Well, the camera's not invisible. If you have it on blacks, um, it, it can blend in pretty well, but if you have it on any color saturation, green, blue, red, or yellow, it looks kind of almost like a window blind pixelation. It's not hidden at all. It actually pulls your eye to it much more than the hole punch ever did. Again, it's a massive upgrade from the Fold 1. However, it's a down step from the Fold 2, and the megapixel quality is just ass. I mean, it's complete garbage. They down, in order to make it the under the display camera, they completely lowered the quality of the camera and they did it to push, oh, it's this huge thing. Well, it's not. It's just their excuse to sell crappy leftover camera sensors that they had, it seems like. And in doing so, I mean, it's made the inside camera Yes, it is somewhat invisible now, but congratulations, it's also 100% useless now. 
I mean, it's taking a video call back on a webcam from the early 2000s. Congratulations. Hello, video conferencing on a Motorola Razr. I mean, it's absolutely terrible. The camera system on the back, everyone's saying, oh, it's nice. Well, if I'm paying this much for a phone, I want more than a 12 megapixel. For this much for a phone, they could afford to put the same sensors and cameras that they put on the Galaxy S series. I mean, it's not asking a lot. And again, for the price, they say, oh, the folding screen. Well, folding glass does not cost that much, as other companies such as the Google Pixel Fold, OPP, and other companies are showing. And they're buying the same glass screens from Samsung and selling them at cheaper cost. And, I mean, Samsung's saying, oh, this costs so much. They're taking shortcuts. And, I mean, originally, the first Fold was almost $2,000. It came with a carbon fiber case, a pair of wireless headphones, a charger, the phone, and the cable. The second one, you at least got a charger with. This phone, you get the phone and a cable. You don't even get a charger. It's $25 extra for a wall wart. I mean, they're nickel and diming everywhere. They're cutting corners on the build quality. They're cutting corners on the camera. They're cutting corners on the battery so much. Like I said, I'm charging three times a day. It's just absolutely terrible. Um, honestly, I'm very tempted to sell this phone and go back to the two. The 2 was a much better device. It was much more versatile. Um, it was, the battery life was 10 times better on it. This has a 888 processor, yet using the same program lineup that I had on my Fold 2 and using the enhanced processing, which by default, I don't know if many people know this, on a lot of the Samsung devices, such as the S series and the Fold series, you're actually you're not running at full processor speed. You have to go into your battery settings and turn on enhanced processing to run at your full battery processing speed. With full processing, enhanced processing turned on on this phone, so the processor is completely uncapped to run as fast as it can. Now, I'm not talking about battery life here. By the way, that battery life is with that processor limited at 85% without enhanced processing. That's how bad it is. In my Z Fold 2, I always had enhanced processing on, and it's did better but I digress my point is this phone's sluggish it locks up I've had programs crash out on me problems I never had on my Z Fold 2 with the lower processor so it makes absolutely no sense to me it seems the only actual upgrade this phone has is the 512 megs of storage that I paid extra for and it shouldn't even be an issue. The phone this expensive should have a micro SD expansion slot. Samsung pushed it for years as one of their advantages over Apple. And then, oh, we're going to go ahead and stop doing it, even though we made fun of another company for not doing it. Samsung is starting to lose touch with their fan base again, I feel. And they seem to do this about every four to five years, and then their sales will go down and they'll reel it back in. Um, unfortunately, this phone is a hot seller, so it doesn't look like this will be the year they fix it. It'll probably be two to three years, and unfortunately, it looks like foldables will have to go down before they go back up. But, unfortunately, this is the first step of it going down. Um, the Bluetooth radio is one thing they did improve. I get more Bluetooth range and more connectivity with my watch than I did with my Z Fold 2. Uh, speaking of the watch, the watch is a mixed bag. 
uh, going through, I've used the Galaxy since the Galaxy Gear, the original one actually. Um, I've used all sorts of their watches. I'm not even a watch person, but I like smartwatches. They're fun little toys. I like to use them to the maximum of their abilities, push them, and see what they can do. Um, that being said, I've had every Galaxy watch except the Active Series. Um, I had an Active 2, but that was it. Um, I did review an Active after it used a four-month for review, so I actually have had experience with all of them. When Samsung's pinnacle of perfection was the Galaxy Watch. The battery lasted about three days. It had a wide variety of apps. It was the responsive. The weight was perfect on it. The touch bezel, uh, or I'm sorry, the ring bezel instead of the touch bezel. It was absolutely perfect. And every watch since then has gone downhill. Unfortunately, they have continued that trend with the Galaxy Watch 4. Uh, the first thing, the software. Switching over to uh, the Play, the Google software, uh, Tizen was good for what it was for. It was made and centered around smartwatches, whereas Wear OS, it's made for the smartwatches, but it's I don't find it. I mean, I know it's got more apps, but I don't find as much versatility. I don't find as many watch faces. I don't find as many entertainment apps. I do find tons and tons of workout apps. I do find tons of GPS apps and tons of golf apps. But I like my phone to, or my watch to be a little bit of everything, not just a health companion. And that's what they have centered the watch, the Galaxy Watch 4 on. Uh, one thing that they did do nice is they brought the ability to take calls on your watch in Wear OS. However, the Galaxy Watch 4 is not as loud as the previous generations. Uh, another thing with the change of OS, unfortunately, and this unfortunately hurts people that bought the Galaxy Watch, uh, the, the last year's version, a little more than it hurts people like me. Me, it hurts too, because I've been buying Tizen software for quite a while now, and that apparently means nothing because everything's switching to Wear OS. I now lose all that software. Uh, people that just bought the watch last year, of course, investing in that software, losing it just a year later is very painful. Me, I understand things evolve. But one thing I did have on that ties in on my watch that I really enjoyed was an internet radio. I would use it to uh, for many things. My favorite thing, I'm not going to lie to you, was when I get in the shower, I'll place my watch on the sink, turn on that internet radio, and that'll be my music when I shower. Uh, with all my previous generations of Galaxy Watches since the Galaxy Watch, it's always been nice, blaring tunes, everything do. Galaxy Watch 4, the sound is substandard. You cannot hear it as well. They put a big deal into pairing the Galaxy Watch with the new Galaxy Buds and push the Galaxy Buds and push the Galaxy Buds. And it seems like because of that, they did not put enough into the audio of the Galaxy Watch 4. They seem to overlook it. Um, also, the Galaxy Watch 4's battery is just as bad as the Z Fold 3. It's charge me, charge me, charge me, charge me, charge me. Um, like I said, with the Galaxy Watch, they had it perfected. Uh, three and a half days, Galaxy Watch 4, three quarters to maybe a day if you're lucky. If you're planning on using it as a sleep tracker, if you use it for any workout apps, plan on charging twice a day. Um... And this is using the 46 millimeter with the rotating bezel. I don't do a touch bezel. I prefer the rotating bezel. But this is the more expensive one with the bigger battery, the Classic. And it's still 
running that terribly. Um, Samsung, I don't know what you're doing this year. The build quality of the watch seems fine. The included band is the cheapest one they've included. It's absolute garbage. The chargers seem to have gone downhill and now they're pucks instead of the cradle. I know a lot of people complained about the size of the cradle, but the cradle is very durable. The cradle is very hard to slip off of where it totally encompassed your phone or your watch and everything. And a lot of times with the stiff bands of the watch, it can if you set it on a flat surface, it can actually push your watch off the little puck, the magnetic puck at times. Um, Samsung, you're cheaping out again. You started doing it with the S6. You do it every few years. You're doing it again now. Um, I know no one from Samsung is going to listen to this or anything, but if by some chance you do, stop cheaping out. Your consumers are paying $2,000 for phones. Give them $2,000 worth of product because you're not doing it. You're cutting corners. You're putting smaller batteries. You're just taking bad build qualities you're doing every single thing you can to maximize profit which i understand that as a business but you're shorting your consumers you've shown with the z fold 2 that you can improve these problems you show with the galaxy watch that you can fix these problems and and for the sake of profit you're not and this is not a good thing for consumers so unfortunately, I have to say, even though I personally own these items, as soon as the next generation comes out, or if the rumor of the Galaxy Note 22 comes out, I probably will be getting rid of these items, which will be the first time that I have actually gotten rid of a fold since they have come out before the next generation. Um, unfortunately, I do not believe I can live with this battery life much longer. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I do apologize that it took so long to get this episode out. There were some personal issues, uh, some health issues with my family, and some things to come up. We are releasing our new schedule on the 19th, 20th of every month for you from coming up, and we are going to try to be more active with the DFAT Entertainment family. I just want to thank you all for listening and tuning in. Um, if you guys tune in and would like to see what item you would like next in the comments or video game reviewed, let us know. Leave it in the comments. We have a slew of video games coming up, and it's Christmas time, and that means more electronics. We also will be reviewing some odd video game systems, such as the PS7000 handheld gaming system. Uh, we will be reviewing modded Switch systems. We'll be reviewing several uh, custom game systems and so forth. So stick in. We have some fun stuff coming up, unusual stuff we hope you won't find anywhere else. But uh, if there's anything you'd like us to go over, check out and review and let us know. Just leave it in the comments and let us know. Again, I'm Sean, and thank you for tuning in for Unboxing the Future. You have a good one.